0: Now, with God's help, I want to do something that lies very dear to my heart, and that's to preach the message of the gospel. I just want to read one verse with you, please, this evening, this afternoon. John chapter 3, please. The gospel of John and chapter 3. Reading, please, at verse number 16. By the way, just remind me, brother, what time does this session close? That's fine. That's okay. Right. John 3, verse 16, please. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now I want to read it again, please. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have Everlasting life. And may God bless the reading of this very precious scripture. You know, some years ago in the city of Belfast in Northern Ireland where we come from, a young woman took a flight to England to take up a job. She wasn't very long in her, she wasn't saved, she wasn't very long in her job until she met a young man, an Englishman, and she married him and they settled there. Very quickly, they had a little baby son. One day, that young man, they adored the little child, obviously, and he arrived home from work to find his wife sitting, feeding her little baby son. He gave his wife a kiss. He gave his son a kiss. And he stood and he looked at them. And he asked his wife very simple question. Would you part with him? She was shocked. She looked up and said, what did you say? He said, would you part with him? She looked at him and said, Never. okay. Husband said, I'll go upstairs now and get changed. He was just in from work. Got his clothes changed, came back down, saw his wife sitting in floods of tears with her little baby son in her arms. He says, my dear, what's the matter? She said, it was your question. He'd nearly forgotten his his question. He said, what question? You asked me, would I part with him? And I said, never. Never. She said, your question reminded me of a verse of scripture which I learned as a little girl in Belfast. She said, here, hold the baby. I'll go and look and find my Bible. she brought her little Sunday school Bible with her. I think I can find the verse. She, she went and got the Bible and brought it down. And she read the verse to her husband. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. She said, you asked me would I part with my son and I said never. God had only one son, she said. And he parted with his only son. A few days after that, that young woman got saved. A few days after that, her husband got saved. She caught a flight back to Belfast on her own. She arrived at a little gospel hall. She didn't have that background. Her parents weren't Christians. But she'd gone to a little Sunday school. It was a meeting night. The saints were gathered together to pray and she just went in and sat down. Nobody knew her. She'd grown up now. At the end of that meeting, they greeted her and the meeting was started when she came in and they wondered who she was. She says, I've come back to thank you for teaching me. John 3 and 16. A little girl, unsaved parents, Learn John 3 and 16 in Little Gospel Hall in Belfast. And it never left her that verse. And I want to say to you tonight in the short message I have for you. I believe with all my heart. I bowed my head in that front seat with tears in my eyes. And I ask God to save in this meeting tonight. If that young woman was able to get saved through John 3 and 16, and I've known a number of others to get saved through the verse. I want to say, I believe with all my heart, you too could get saved through John three sixteen on the seat where you sit. Let's look at the verse. Never ceases to amaze me. This verse tells me, first of all, Of the greatest love that has ever been known. For God didn't say God loved. God so loved the world. Do you think the world was worth loving? Because I was part of that world and I don't think I was worth loving. I'll tell you why it astounds me that God would love us at all. I go to John 1 and verse 10. And you know what it says about the world in regard to the Lord Jesus. The world knew him not. The ignorance of the world. Yet that's the world that God loves. An amazing truth. I go to John 1 and 29 and I listen to John the Baptist. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away The sin of the world. Imagine. God loving a sinful world. He must do because he loved me. I go to Romans 3. Oh that mighty verse that I often think about in verse 19. All the world is guilty before God. A guilty world. A world that God loves. Could you take it in tonight? My dear friend, whoever you are, if you're not saved, if God so loved the world, it must mean inevitably that he loves you. Could I with ink the ocean fill and wear those skies of parchment made where every blade of grass a quill and every man a scribe by trade to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky. For God so loved the world. It be a sad business, mind you, to die in your sins and go down to hell. notwithstanding the great fact that God loves you. You know, it's time. It really is high time. You turn from those sins that are going to take you down to hell and you turn to God and put your trust in the Son whom God gave. For God, it's the greatest love. For God so loved the world. Now listen to the next bit, please. That He gave. This is a great this is what moved the young woman from Belfast who went to England to work. This is what touched her heart. That he gave his only begotten son. God had only one son. Did he love us more than he loved his son? No, you can never say that. For the Bible says the Father loveth the Son. John 3 and 35. The Father loveth the Son. John 5 and verse 20. But the Bible also says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. This never ceases to move my heart. That God would give his Son for me. O oh, wondrous love! Could you take it in tonight? As you sit on the seat here in this auditorium, could you take it in tonight? This afternoon, late afternoon, could you take it in? If God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, well then he must have given him for me. He must have given him for me. I know one thing for sure, he gave him for me. What a wondrous truth. When I think that God is son not sparing, sent him to die I scarce can take it in, that on the cross my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. My friend, come into God's salvation tonight. You can, because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son unto us, written 740 years perhaps, before the birth of Christ. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. What had happened? God had given his only begotten son. You know, John the Baptist said in in John chapter 1, is it about verse 34? I saw and bear witness that this is the son of God. Walking along the bank of the river Jordan, John the Baptist said, this is the son of God. What had happened? God had given a son. Nathanael came out from under the fig tree in John 1 and 49, and he said to the Lord Jesus, Thou art the Son of God. What had happened? God had given a son. Wonderful truth. Marvelous, really, that God would think upon us and give a son. I love the language of Peter in John 6 and verse 68. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. What had happened, Peter? God had given His Son. I say it again. God gave His Son for me. Oh, wondrous love. Have you come into the good of it? Have you, have you received? I was going to say, have you received it for yourself? Have you received Him for yourself? For as many as received Him. To them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe in his name. God has given his son. Ah, but there's more than that. How far did that go in giving his son? The manger at Bethlehem? Oh, yes, yes. Brought up at Nazareth? Yes, yes, that's true. Living at Capernaum? That's true. What about Calvary? Listen to what the Bible says. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of flesh of sin and for sin, judged sin in the flesh. That is, on the cross at Calvary, God visited my sins in the person of his own son. When he gave his son, this is what I want to come to. When he gave his son, he gave him to the death of the cross. Not just the manger. I'll prove that to you. Romans 8 and 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. Oh, what a wonder that God delivered his son up to die on the cross that I may be saved, that all my sins might be forgiven. I love Mrs. Alexander's hymn, that woman from the city of Derry in the north of Ireland. He died that we might be forgiven. He died to make us good, that we might go at last to heaven, saved by his precious blood. My dear friend, tonight I want to ask you a question. Are you saved? That's a great question. It's the most important one you'll ever face on, on earth. Are you saved? The Bible says, Acts 4 and 12, we must be saved. Do you know what the Bible also says? Brings me to the third point in this great verse Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Oh, yes. If the Bible says we must be saved, the Bible will tell you how to be saved. Because in this verse, we don't only have the greatest love and the greatest gift, we have the greatest invitation. We sang it in one of those opening hymns. The word whosoever. I love it. Don't ever take away the word whosoever out of the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Wait for it now, my friend, that whosoever... Believe within him. Do you know you get this verb to believe eight times in John 3? You get the verb to believe 98 times in John's gospel. It's the great gospel of believing. This is the greatest invitation. Oh, is my name on it? Well, my dear friend, it says whosoever. You mean that could include me? Well, you tell me yourself whosoever surely means even me, that whosoever believeth on him. Is there someone here tonight? And you would be the whosoever of John 3.16. I love it. You know, back in the north of Ireland, quite a number of years ago, there was a Sunday school prize giving. And the preacher took a pound coin out of his pocket. It's worth more than a dollar, by the way. He took a pound coin out of his his pocket, a pound coin, pound sterling, and he set it down on the edge, the the, the step of the platform. He was speaking in this verse. And he said to the boys and girls who were many gathered for the prize giving, that coin is for the whosoever. Nobody moved. He gave it a moment or two, He repeated a statement: "This pound coin sitting here is for the whosoever." Nobody moved. He said it a third time, and then guess what? A little girl of about six got out of her seat and came up, picked up the pound coin, turned to go back to her seat, and the preacher said, "Excuse me, dear." She turned around. He asked her, "Why did you take that coin?" said, because you said it's for the whosoever. Did you know salvation tonight is for the whosoever? That whosoever believeth in him should not perish. This is the great promise. I call it nearly the greatest promise, you know. I'll tell you why I think it's great. I'm never going to be in hell. The most amazing miracle to me. I'm never going to be in hell. I I, I deserve to go there. I, I won't be in hell because the Bible says there is therefore now no judgment, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. When you're saved, you can never be lost. That whosoever believeth on him should not, as a double promise, should not perish. I love that. The night I got saved before I went out to the gospel meeting. I don't think it was more than ten gospel meetings before I got saved. I wasn't in the yeah. habit of going to gospel meetings. I'd rather gone to the movie house or anything else but a gospel meeting, no. But that night I wanted to be saved. And I dropped down on my knees at the side of the bed and I cried out to God to save me, and nobody in the house knew that I even wanted to be saved. And I asked, I cried to God to save me from going to hell. And in that gospel meeting, I put my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? I'll never perish. It's a double statement, a double promise. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, when you get saved, you get deliverance from hell. And then you get the greatest possession you could ever have. Everlasting life. How long's that? Well, you tell me. You know the word forever. Do you ever think of this? I, I think about it a lot. i thought about it since I came into this country, this time. The word, the expression forever and ever. You get it a number of times in the book of the Revelation. Can you tell me the difference between the word forever and the expression forever and ever? any difference? I don't think so. But I'll tell you what I do think. It almost seems to be in the Bible that God just wants people to really know what he means and so therefore we get the expression forever and ever. You could almost say forever and ever and ever and ever. You see when you get eternal life you've got it forever. If you go down to hell you'll be there forever. What's your choice tonight? You know, it doesn't take that long to preach the gospel. I would normally have, a, have an hour for a gospel meeting. I don't mean to speak for an hour, but I, I, and the longer I live to tell you the truth, the more I've come to the conclusion that you don't need an hour to preach the gospel. For example, does it take an hour to read John 3.16? Of course not. Let's have it again, and, and I, I, I'll pray and give thanks for the food and... Uh, and and then we'll have a closing hymn. But let me just... Oh, I could go on and on about John 3.16. I could talk talk to midnight about John 3.16. It's such a great verse. But let's just quote the verse. I'll tell you why I'm so happy to quote it. I've gone to many countries in this world, and do you know God has used that verse? I think in every country where the gospel is preached, God has used John 3.16 to see people saved. Never forget a young woman in Palapi, in Botswana, in Africa. I was asked to speak to her because she wanted to be saved. She was 19 years of age. She had a beautiful, softly spoken voice. And I asked her what the matter was. She just says, I want to be saved. I asked her, do you know any verses from the Bible? She said, yes. I said, what verse would you know? She said, John 3 and 16. Let me quote it for you. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what you need. Everlasting life. The last verse of the chapter, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth. Present continuous tense. Abideth on him. The very judgment of God just hovers over your head. Day after day, night after night, and the only thing that will take it away is when you believe in the Son. He that believeth in the Son hath everlasting life. He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth in him. May God bless his Word. To every heart. Shall we pray? Our gracious Father, we come before thee now at the...